Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The day's play for DrinkWise. If you're choosing to have a drink, choose to DrinkWise. Getting the handball out from Zorong. Siren sounds and one of the upsets of the season has just taken place. Fremantle for the second consecutive year beats Geelong at Geelong. The champions, the champions are on their knees. What a result. Shockwaves throughout the competition. Fremantle by seven points over the Cats at GMHBA Stadium. Fremantle 10-11-71, defeating Geelong 9-10-64 in one of the upsets of 2023. For Fremantle, Schultz kicked two all in the last term. Frederick kicked two, one in the last term, and singles to Sturt, Walters, Amos and Swakowski. I forgot the core, but two goals in the second term. And for Geelong, it was two to Hawkins, two to Henry, and then singles to Cameron, Smith, Holmes, Stengel, and Close. But there's bigger story, well, not a bigger story than Geelong losing, but it gets worse for the Cats with a hamstring injury to Mark Blitzavs in the first half. And then we think a hamstring issue to Tom Hawkins, who limped from the field halfway through the last quarter. So not a good day at all for Geelong. And as I mentioned, Adam Cooney, it just sends shockwaves through the entire competition because this is a result we did not expect. No, I couldn't see how Fremantle were going to get over the top of Geelong leading into this one. But it was similar to Carlton last night. It was everyone buying in and they brought the pressure the effort and the intensity from after the five minute mark. It was a terrific game from Fremantle. The best they've, they've run, the hardest they've spread, the best they've moved the footy in a month and clearly the best that um, they've contested in terms of uh, around the stoppages and winning that contested possession count for the day. So it was a wasted uh, wasted afternoon from a Geelong point of view. Had opportunities. Jeremy Cameron kicked poorly. They kicked poorly inside 50 which didn't give them the best look at it. A couple of injuries, uh, which sours the day even further from a Cats point of view. So, yeah, they'll rue that one. But, gee, full credit to Fremantle. Terrific performance. Well done. Can I get to the big issue? Don't you normally get two doses of the song when you get a win? Just the one? They, they gave them just the one. <laughs> Hostile environment. They gave here. them just the one, and there's that pocket under the scoreboard between the Red Hickey stand and the players stand that's got at least, I'm going to say, 50. A little generous, but 50 Dockers faithful. We're up and about looking for that song for the second time. Uh, that's a phenomenal win. Defensively, Adam Cooney, uh, Geelong are the fourth highest scoring team in the competition. We know that they've been hovering sort of in and out of the eight, but they averaged 13.8 goals per game. Uh, they were held to 9-10 by the Dockers, who have been 13th for scoring in the competition themselves this year. So defensively, they, they did a job on a much more potent scoring 
opposition. Yeah, and Alex Pearce and Luke Ryan were phenomenal today. Pearce with his one-on-one um, prowess on a pretty handy player in Tom Hawkins. What was his uh, end intercept possession count? Because it was 13, I think, last time we counted with a couple of minutes to go. And by the way, we've got a boil over happening at oh. Ballarat as well. So the Giants lead by five points with five minutes to play. 71 plays 66. So at three-quarter time, it was 9-10 to 8-8. Eight, eight. At halftime, it was 6-2 to 2-5. So since half time, the Giants have kicked eight goals to three in that game. They've got a five-point lead. So we thought we had the close one here. They're going down to the wire there as well. But just in terms of Alex Pierce intercepts um, as iPad <laughs> on my iPad, 14 intercept possessions. 14. Um, from Alex Pierce, 10 from Luke Ryan. So the defenders really stood up those at the key posts with Jeremy Cameron and Tom Hawkins down there. Terrific afternoon for those two to to really step up as leaders. Uh, hopefully we can get into the, Giants the rooms. Have kicked, the Giants have kicked another goal. Hopefully we get into the rooms for the Dockers. So the Giants now by 11 points, Whitey. This oh, is extraordinary. They, they were six goals down in Ballarat. And what that does to the ladder, because they're in uh, they're in seventh at the moment. The Dockers will get live ladder, and we'll give you all the permutations and ramifications of these results and what it does uh, to the live ladder in, in just a moment. Um, so no fairy tale in Chris Scott's record-breaking game, 305. He, he beats a record that stood since Reg Hickey, 1959, I think it was, when he finished up. As Cat's coach, I know that he won't. That won't matter one iota to Chris Scott. He's one that doesn't like to make it about himself by any stretch of the imagination. Adam Cooney, but there was so much to play for for the Cats with their season and the context of it. Win, get up to fifth, yeah, uh, and be a real looming presence uh, as the defending premiers, as the reigning premiers, uh, and then with all that goes on around, all that was going on around Chris Scott and breaking that record. So that makes the performance of Fremantle even all the more impressive given that they really have pride to play for in the season which has been a disappointing one for them yeah well absolutely I mean they again we speak about uh, opportunities it was it was one inside 50 the difference between the two sides a bit more polish in the second half particularly in the last quarter from Fremantle was was the difference in the end I mean we spoke at half time about how Geelong were being out hunted and harder um, around the contest were Fremantle and that, that continued on for, for the game. It was a real trend. So they finished plus nine contested possessions, uh, plus nine clearances as well, which is a real focus going into this one for Fremantle who have been poor in that area all year, but particularly over the last month. And it was Sarong with 17 contested possessions yep. in the middle of the ground, I thought was superb. Led, um, led well, uh, hard at it. Brayshaw did some pretty good things as well. I think finished with 27 disposals on the day. So um, their midfield, who we, who we said pre-game, it may may be a weakness of Geelong's at the moment that they could look to expose, and they did that really well today. Whitey, before we get to you, the song that's playing around the stadium might um, actually be very foreboding. Highway to the danger zone, because that's yeah. where Geelong are at the moment. Yes. and They're in danger of missing. Well, the dogs have just kicked the goal and then had another chance to get in front with Hugel Hagen, who missed. So three minutes to go there. It's the Giants by four points. It just when you think this season is going a certain way, it flips. Yep. And 
I think we've all been thinking that Geelong have just been quietly going about their business in the yep. second half of the Injuries year. They'll bank and, all yeah. the wins at home yep. and they'll do enough to maybe finish fifth and, you know, they're going to be the, obviously as champions, the, the, the danger team outside the top four. Um, but then with what Carlton did last night, what the Giants could potentially do in Ballarat, you know, I can still build a case for Sydney coming, you know, on a late run as well because Sydney beat Fremantle by five goals last week mm. at Perth Stadium. It was a good game of football. I think so many people were watching Collingwood and Port Adelaide. It was good. And yep. Fremantle, even though they lost, they kind of took that form into this one. Not that I thought they'd beat Geelong. But all I can think about, Aaron Cooney, is where has this been from Fremantle all year? Because they were a hard team to play against for quite a few years until this year. That That's what we were expecting from them this year. Yeah. Every week we were expecting that from them. And they were smart today too. They were smart. Yeah. It just looked like it was, uh, obviously having played so poorly over the last month, it was almost like they've released the shackles. Yeah. And Justin Longmuir said, listen, if you are, if you hunt them in and around the footy, then just go. Spread. It looked like they had a lot more energy than they've showed the last few weeks. Their spread and their chain, their handball chain and transition from defence to attack, I thought was the best that they've moved the footy for a while. Um, we just didn't weren't able to quite get the connection to take the song uh, in the rooms for Tobin Brothers Funeral Celebrating Lives every day of the year. For the first time in Justin Longmuir's coaching tenure, people started asking questions. Well, if Fremantle, it's been a down year, they promised so much, do they need, maybe need to have a look at the fact that there's Damien Hardwick out there or things like that. So for the first time, questions are being asked... Um, and that went, none of us are in the business of uh, coach killing, but those conversations have started to happen for the first time in his tenure. This is a this puts a stop to all that, surely. For now, <laughs> yeah. For now, uh, seven days is a long time in this caper. But to have a win like that after uh, yeah a poor month of footy galvanises the group, gives you a lot more confidence, and just keeps the wolves at bay for for another week at the very least. And, four weeks to go to actually prove something and show that they can be a force next year. Who was the uh, last Premier to miss the finals? Was it the Doggies after 2016? Steve Brax was the last Premier to miss the <laughs> Hawthorne? Yes. 08. Yeah. 08. Dogs, Dogs 2016 Dogs, I think yeah. missed the year 17. after as well. So that's a realistic possibility now for the Cats. Well, there's no point doing that um, Predict the ladder, or whatever it's called, on the on the AFL website because it's just a waste of time, isn't it? Yeah, because it's just impossible <laughs> to know <laughs> when you get results like well today. What they're, they're run home. They've got Port Adelaide here next week. They've, They've got, got Collingwood, Collingwood at the MCG the week after. St Kilda at Marvel the week well, that, after that, that, could be that. A, and then that the could dogs be like an elimination here. final. And that could well, be they're probably all elimination finals for them, aren't they? Well. When it comes down to it, yeah. with, with, with it being so log jammed in and around that plate, that that, well, that I think area the, of the ladder, the feeling was that you needed thirteen wins because of the extra game. Oh, now hang but, on, but but based on but based on things, I reckon it's only going to be twelve. Uh, we get so engrossed in our conversation that we forget that we've got to get out of here in uh, <laughs> about six minutes' time. So the crucial moment, Adam Cooney for New Farm Australian through and through. Uh, I thought it was uh, Lockie Schultz's second goal. Uh, of the last quarter. It uh, just gave them some real belief. They worked it nicely uh, to a dangerous spot inside 50, and he snapped truly, and that gave them some real belief that they could win the game. 
Uh, the tackle or tackler of the day, I'll give to Andrew Brayshaw because yep. he had 10 of them, double-figure tackles for Brayshaw, for Toro, count on Toro to get the job done. The play of the day for Mildura, expected, unforgettable. Start planning and find out for yourself. I'm going to go with the, the play of the day and the unmissable moment for drink-wise. Choose to drink-wise, you won't miss a moment. It's the Frederick goal, Gary Ablett Jr.-like. Yes. Deep in the pocket, last quarter, just drop punt too. Circled it around nicely, and it was a beautiful finish. The big moment for Bendix. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix breaks. Well, the Cats kicked the first two of the last quarter, yep. and it looked like, well, they're going to steamroll straight over the top of the Dockers. Enter Lockie Schultz, who got one back at the top of the goal square, uh, which I thought was um, was a big moment for them, just to, just to settle them down and get them back into the contest. Uh, the Amy Klanger, who covers Klanger's on and off the field? Amy does. Um, maybe Jeremy Cameron, who obviously is in the argument for the best players in the competition on his day. Kicked 1-5 and one that didn't make the distance. So kicked once, you know, that's 1-5 and full-time. Whitey at Ballarat. Giants by five oh. points. Wow. 11-12-78 to the Bulldogs, 10-13-73. The Giants were about six goals down. And uh, dogs had their chances in the last few minutes, but the Giants have held on. That's huge. Well, and Seven in a row they've now won. And the Dockers here were goalless at quarter time. They ended up kicking ten goals, ten goals to seven uh, after that here for Safety Steel Shed stats. Pretty um, even comp, isn't it? Smart play for Australian, mate. It's important to buy Australian right now. Yeah, the Sam Switkowski smother on Tom Stewart. It was about to kick inside 50. He came yes. across yeah. and then from there had the composure to hold the ball up, knowing that he had no one to kick to. They ended up going wide and getting a shot at goal with Sam Sturt. Toby Green kicked five for the job. <laughs> He's a player. All-Australian captain. Think he'll make it at the level? I think he's got a huge you future. You think All-Australian captain for you? Yeah. Yeah. I think I that's think a so. really good argument to be mounted for that. Bontempelli as well. Uh, Darcy Moore. And Darcy Moore. But, geez, Toby Green. How well has he led this team? Um, support Aussie made products. The power play rankings for Red Energy switch to Red Energy. Um, Andrew Brayshaw led the way with uh, 118. Tom Stewart with 112. But I think he made a lot of mistakes today. Tom Stewart. He turned the ball I over. I've never seen him make as many mistakes yeah, today. He was, very, he was a bit off his game. Luke Ryan, 112. Corey Wagner, who had a terrific day uh, with 104. Uh, Caleb Sarong rounded out the Centurions. The mark, uh, that was for Red Energy for 100% Australian electricity and gas. The mark of the day for Flight Centre, your real deal centre. Probably Jeremy Cameron. Nice hang time in two the second beat. term. Yep. Um, what a start. Beat two in the air, running back with the flight. Loved it. Uh, who ran the most kilometres today? They'll need a good night's sleep for the original Mattress Factory. Upgrade your sleep game online or in-store today. Grind Myers ran 14.3 kilometres. Wagner 13.5 to be the top two. Uh, the MEGT Rookie of the Day. Need apprentices talk to MEGT. Does anyone qualify? Yeah, uh, Ethan Stanley, who came on. Yeah. And uh, he's the only one. So he was the sub and had a, had a good impact on the... Contest early in the last quarter, so did well. Let MEGT help you find the best workforce talent. Your votes, 3-2-1 and one for AFL Nations Player of the Year for Whirlpool, your leader in kitchen and laundry appliances. Starting with your one, if you'd be so kind. Uh, I went with uh, Luke Ryan for one vote. Uh, just patrolled the back line meticulously all afternoon. 644 metres gained going back the other way for 28 disposals. Very nice game. Your two? Two votes, Alex Pierce. Oh, uh, game stiff. high. 14 intercept possessions. Uh, had a couple kicked on him, so he loses. To, to, <laughs> goes from three to two <laughs> because of rough. that. Uh, but he had an amazing afternoon. I went with Caleb Sarong for the uh, three votes, who was 
incredible around the footy. Uh, seven clearances, 17 contested possessions. I thought his hardness set the tone, and he followed on with it for his side. Uh, that is all for Whirlpool, your leader in kitchen and laundry appliances. Our major partner is TAC. Well, I think when they brought the rule in, it would have been 50. Couple of steps, little nonchalant, and Stengel does get the first. Oh, oh I didn't realise that Duncan was lurking with intent to affect the smother. And then Bowes quickly saw Cameron working back towards goal. Put it out in front of him, pushes off Pierce. Got a right hand point in the square. Holmes has made up about 60 metres to get it at the top of the square. To saunter in and slam it into the upper deck for their second. Counter-attack footy at its best for the Cats. Jack Henry with the sports. Wilkowski, good handball out of the congestion to Walters, who should kick the goal and does. Dockers get the first of the second quarter. Finding it up off the deck and getting it back was Jackson from Brayshaw. Little oh, give to him. Back. Right, Sarong and oh. Fredericks in the clear by 15 metres. Top of the square, takes the mark, takes it all the way to the line. They're going again here. Sarong's kick into the 50. Traces in front, couldn't mark. Swakowski was there lurking, so was Walters. He's out the back How again. Swakowski. Swakowski's gone for goal, and why not? He's got it! Hawkins from right on the paint of 50. First shot at goal, and it is his first goal. That was a beautiful kick. Ollie Henry flew at the front of the pack, scrounging a kick forward was Cameron and working back towards it to get on the end of it and burying it from point blank range is Ollie Henry for his first. His kick into the 50. Jack Henry dropped the mark. O'Connor is on and straight into the fire. Schultz with the tackle. Tracy Hamble out to Sarong on his left. Kicks to the goal square. Or oh, Bose let it go. And Corbett's kicked off the ground for a goal. We're right behind the kick. Cameron from the 50. It's out to the right. It is coming back. It is perfect. So to give the Dockers back the lead, and he does. There was one fist in the air about the halfway mark of that ball's destination through the middle. Yes, to Koning, back part of the square. He's just waiting and waiting. He's kicked it straight to Corbett. Extraordinary error. Corbett at the top of the 50 can just poke it short. Clever. And we still haven't had a goal in this third term. We now do. Sturt does the job. Jackson Palmer straight down, pouncing on the loose pill with Stengel, curls it towards goal. Don't know if it was a pass, don't know if it's a shot. What I do know is that Ollie Henry marks it two metres out directly in front. Geelong are back in front. He's kicked it deep, or don't mind this mark for Avis. Top of the goal square. That was sensational. In a one-on-one -on -one with the Coning, he wrestled for the front position and at the right moment stretched up and took the mark in front to put Fremantle back in front. Has done the job just. Dangerfield came late to offer support. Kicks deep. Hawkins! Yes! On the juggle. 20 out straight in front. Was never going to miss. Leftwood kick. Cameron presents. Fisted away by Pierce. Front and square. Clean collect. Evasive maneuvers. A skidding ball from 35. Oh. At the line. Over the top handball. Back to close. Swivels. Snaps. Sneaks it in. Catch a kick two in a row. He's not even going to go for goal. He's going to chip it to about 25 out. Schultz on his chest. Lucky Schultz. Straight in front. 20 out. He's got the goal.
taking too long. Jackson got back. It went past that pack. Coming through, Bose almost took it away. Hughes, it didn't mark. It spills to Smith. And he can hammer it home from 15 out directly in front. Back towards the boundary. Can he get the ball to talk? Oh, my! Frederick says that this is not finished. Will it sit for Sturt? No. Did he get in the back, Jasney? It spills to Schultz, who points to the pocket of Frio Faithful and says, I've just given us the lead. Now Ace getting the handball out from Zerong. Siren sounds and one of the upsets of the season has just taken place. Fremantle, for the second consecutive year, beats Geelong at Geelong. The champions, the champions are on their knees. What a result. Shockwaves throughout the competition. Fremantle by seven points over the Cats at GMHBA Stadium.